Welcome to Genesee Valley Church, where we are loving God, loving people, and loving life. This is the year 2022, and this is the year that you are going to bring change into your life. We are praying and believing that this year helps you develop a heart of God for yourself, for your home, and for your family. We know that you will be blessed by the message and the word that God has for you today. Let us help you answer your call and make this your year. pursue God passionately. This is the year that my marriage gets on fire. This is the year that my home finds harmony. This is the year that I experience financial stability. This is the year that I fulfill the plan of God for my life. Maybe this is the year that I'm going to answer the call. Well, are you ready to get into the message this morning? Welcome everybody online. Just glad that you're here tuning in. It's going to be an amazing day. And I'm excited to have communion. And we're going to invite our kids as well. Uh, our big kids are going to come in. And so you parents, as they come in, just help them with their elements. It's a little tricky uh, in pulling off the films. And so again, just be a blessing to them. But hey, do you recall that in Jesus' ministry, uh, the Bible tells us that when he came to do what he was called to do as an answer to the sin problem. If you recall, the Bible says when Jesus came, his response to everything that he did was he said, I've come to do the will of my Father. He said, anything that I say is what I hear the Father telling me to minister. And the things that you see me doing in my ministry, it's the things that I've seen the Father do. And he says, I've come to do the will of my Father. Now, so many individuals say, well, Jesus came just to prove his deity and to prove who he was so that we would believe in him. Well, in part, that's true, but he didn't do things to prove who he was. The cross proved who he was. What he did in his ministry was to prove the will of God. Does that make sense? And so, therefore, we can't separate it or split hairs. Everything we see Jesus doing, he said, I've done it to share or to express the will of the Father, which is his love. But then in his ministry, the Bible says that he called his disciples and he says, now listen. He says, I want you to go out and he says, I want you to start doing what I'm doing. He says, I want you to go out and minister to the sick. He says, you're going to encounter people that are sick in their body. And he says, and I want you to pray for them. I want you to minister to them. And he says, when you pray for them, he said, their lives are going to be radically changed. He said, because I've equipped you. This is why I've come. And he says, in fact, you're even to come in contact with people that are just troubled by devils. He said, those devils are going to be afraid of you and you'll set them free. Right? And so once again, he said, Go and do the works. And then he said, you'll see results. Well, the Bible says they went out and they ministered to people, setting people free, getting them healed. Again, just having a time. And the Bible says that they would come back together. And when they would come back together, they would begin to share stories of what happened when they went out and began to minister to people. Now, let me just take a side thought here, or a side journey, if you will, uh, in regards to the context of coming back and sharing stories. Now, I can only relate as a guy, so forgive me, ladies, that it's always examples that 
pertain to a man. But you know, there are several men in here that like fishing. Now, if I said, hey guys, I want to just meet with you afterwards. I said, this, you know, let's, let's just have a little powwow. And as if we started talking, or let's just say us guys went out to lunch afterwards, and we started talking about fishing. You know, somebody says, man, I'm telling you what, I was at this lake one time, and man, I landed into one, and it was such a big fish, man, I fought that thing for 30 minutes. Oh, it was just an amazing day. And somebody else would say, oh man, that triggers a memory. And then they would begin to share their story. And then it would trigger the memory of somebody else. Like, oh man, listen, I got one for you. And they would begin to share their story. And before we know it, after sharing story after story, again, what, what's happening? We're getting stirred up and enticed and encouraged to the point where it's like, man, let's go fishing. And don't you just want to go fishing right now? Does that make sense? Well, if that's the way we as individuals do as people, where as we begin to share and admonish one another, and it creates just a... Oh, just a, uh, uh, an excitement on the inside. Don't you think that when it comes to living a life of God or with God, the same things happen? Sure they do. And so we know that these individuals that went out, that Jesus sent, came back sharing their stories. <laughs> you know, you can just imagine Peter came back and says, man, I'm telling you what, there was a guy that had leprosy. I mean, he had leprosy so bad he stunk, man. I had to like plug my nose with one hand and just pray with him with the other one i mean it was just horrendous but man when i prayed for that guy that leprosy disappeared and man he's healthy and whole man god showed up man that guy started praising god oh my gosh it was amazing and then john says listen that's so cool i had one let me tell you this one this one uh, uh you remember jesus when he prayed for the guy that had no eyeballs I thought I'd do the same thing, but this guy didn't have a leg, you know, and so I was praying for this guy, and I prayed, man, the leg popped right out, man. It was so amazing. I, my mouth dropped open seeing a leg right, right in front of me, and the other guy's like, holy cow, that's amazing. You know, I was doing the same, and they would begin to share story after story after story of what God was doing in and through them as a result of Jesus saying, go out and do these things because you're going to express and show the will and the love of the Father. Amen. Does that make sense? We need those times of sharing stories for the sake of encouraging one another to see that God is still alive. Back in the day, we would have what was called testimony services, if you, if you were ever in the old school church, where it was just a matter of people would line up and say, anybody that just wants, we're at open mic night, who, who wants to just come up and share a testimony? People would line up and just begin to share their stories. And so I thought it fitting this morning to take an opportunity just to brag on God for a moment as we get ready to take communion together and allow it to stir us and excite us, if you will, of how good God is. And so I've asked a couple people if, if they would share a story with me. And so uh, the first one that I'm going to have come up is, Clara, would you come up and, and just share with me? I'm going to grab that mic from you, babe. Thank you. Come on up. You just... Come to the side there. That way uh, you don't have to take the huge step. I'm going to give this to you. Now, you, you are going to hear yourself talk, and so don't let it intimidate you. But grab onto that thing. Now, I, I checked with Gary. Gary says, I don't want to come up there. I asked him this morning. I said, did you not want to come up because you felt you were just too handsome? You didn't want to be a distraction? He said, yep, that was it. That was it. So, <laughs> so anyways, so uh, you shared with us last Sunday just what God had been doing in your life. And so, what was it? Two, it was actually first Wednesday. Yes. 
Uh, if you don't know, we have First Wednesday service, and what that is is we come and we just have a service where we worship God and where we just preach the Word. And again, we're just endeavoring for that Wednesday night to be better and better and better. But we shared on a particular subject that was called the authority of the believer. Or in other words, we as believers have been, been given authority through Jesus. And so you came that night. Yes. And so what happened prior to that? Um, well, I hadn't been feeling well for about a month. Um, I had a real bad day at work. We had a meeting that didn't go well 45 minutes before church, and on the way to church, I had three different phone calls that were all very upsetting. Mm -hmm. uh, so we get, we pull into church because we're on the way when the phone calls are happening, and I'm <laughs> visibly upset. And my husband said, well, do you think maybe we should just go home? And I said, no, probably this is where I need to be. So we came in and heard your message that we didn't know we had the authority mm -hmm. to pray with authority through Jesus dying for us mm -hmm. and giving us that authority. We didn't know that prior yeah. to that night. So had I blocked up what the devil is trying to throw at me and not come in, I still wouldn't know. Yeah. And we started praying with authority. The next day, my husband prayed for me, and I have not been well since August 28th. I felt perfect the next day. Amen. Come on. That's so cool. So you, you, you were coming in. And again, can't anybody relate to that as you're coming into church? And again, the junk starts hitting the wall. I mean, nobody else can relate to that, right? Why? Because there's something at church that God needs you to get. And so you, you had opportunities to go home. Yes. And she decided to stay. Well, you know, there's something there that I need. And upon coming... She learned something and took it home with her. And her and her husband agreed together and said, let's act this out and do what we heard tonight. And you said, it's been perfect ever since. Yeah. Come on. 100% perfect. Woo! Come on. Let's give God some praise in here. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wonderful job. Wonderful job. She said, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. She goes, I'm going to tell somebody. So that's amazing. Come on, somebody. Come on. Now, again, did you hear that that was a Wednesday night? Now, again, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to press the issue, but there's something to be said for somebody that comes on a Wednesday night. Again, I don't want to, again, poke the bear, but you realize that people that are hungry for God go where God is, right? And so, again, there's something that she received on a Wednesday night. All right? Now, I'm going to invite somebody else up here. I'm, I'm nervous to invite this guy up here. I mean, you all know who he is, and you know. But anyways, we're going to go ahead and invite him up. Randy, come on up here, man. <laughs> awesome. And doesn't he look good? Yeah. <laughs> man. Here, I'm going to give that to you. Okay. Now, once again, you're going to hear your voice, so don't let that intimidate you. But, all right. Hello. Hello. <laughs> now, please, don't sing, all right? Come on. So anyways, uh, this was the week prior to Clara and Gary coming out and, and hearing that message of the authority of the believer. Yes. The Wednesday before, again, every other Wednesday other than first Wednesday is church prayer. We come and what we'll do is we teach on prayer just to stir our faith in prayer and then we pray. And we also, when we come and we pray, we, we, we're really taking on assignments and saying, God, our heart is to pray what you want us to pray because there's specific things that he needs us to pray. Well, in that... I don't know if I was ministering on the words in which we speak, mm -hmm. 
But just to give you a little bit of a, a, a backstory, uh, Randy has had some accidents over his life and got basically ran over by a, a tree. And so he's had some physical ailments in his body over the last several years. And just within the last oh, few months, you said it was bursitis? bursitis. In your, and so, I mean, he, he was really in a lot of pain. And, you know, I would razz him a little bit. But, you know, he's like, man, I am really hurting. He's like, man, to like lift up my arms. And we're talking about hunting. And he's like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to go hunting this year just because I'm in so much pain. And so, setting that up, you came in on a Wednesday night. So, what took place on that Wednesday night and what, what changed? Uh, when I came in, I, was, I, I, I couldn't lift my arms up much higher. Uh, the pain was real excruciating. Uh, I, I'd had to go and see my primary, and my primary says, well, you're starting a stage of bursitis, which is very painful, uh, hard to lift. So he put me on a pain med, and I don't normally take pain medicines, and so I started taking these pain meds at nighttime, and it, re it eased up a little bit. And then on a Wednesday night service, it would come in, and pastor was talking, and he says, uh, he started telling the devil, devil, get out of here. Take that bursitis with you. And today, I can lift my arm. Woo! I could do it. I could twirl. Hey, yeah. man! <laughs> uh, and, and as I was sitting here, pastor was telling the devil, you get out of here, devil. Take that bursitis with you. I felt something in my shoulders. Yeah. And the, the, it felt like the pain was just rising out of my shoulders. And, and I'm not one to be able to get up and hallelujah and praise, <laughs> but I had brought it to the pastor's attention that, I don't know, but I felt something that night, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I know what it was. It, it was Jesus. Amen. Come Jesus. on. Yeah. Jesus chased that devil out of here <laughs> and got that pain out of my shoulders. Come on. And, and, I, and I've actually went hunting a few times. Woo. I haven't got no deer. But <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I feel better, and, and I haven't taken a pain med for over a week now. Uh, I was going through bottles of uh, muscle rubs, uh, the icy hots, and biofreeze. I haven't put any of that on in almost a week now. Praise God. That's so good. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you, man, for sharing yeah. that story. In fact, again, he was telling me that night, he was, I think he was sitting over here, and he said to me, he said, I, I wanted to, like, jump up and, like, say something, you know, but... Isn't that what happens when God shows up? I mean, you can't deny when God shows up. I mean, there's times you're like, did God do something or did he? But when God does something, you're like, I know that God did something. Amen? Amen. 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 All right, get off my stage. <laughs> Come on, give it up for Randy. Hey, and this one is off the cuff. This wasn't prepared. This wasn't rehearsed. Or I shouldn't say I didn't make a... a, a uh, fair warning, but this was one that we just learned this morning within our team meeting. Would you mind sharing yours? Come on up, Melissa. Thank you. So share with us what you um, shared this morning. So last month I went to my doctor and he told me that I had diabetes and I would have to start taking the shot weekly. Um, and, you know, I was like, this is not for me. But I went home, and in that interim, he had ordered the medications for me, and I went to the pharmacy, and the, the, um, my medical plan wouldn't cover it. So in the interim, I had um, a nurse do a home health check on me, 
and she tested me and it came out 5.9, which was under diabetes. And so we called my doctor and I went and saw him just this week and he said, you have no diabetes, you don't have to take the medication. <laughs> Woo! So praise God for that. I'm Hello! Praise God. He Amen. just, when he moves, he moves. He moves. Come on. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, listen, God's moving here at GVC. Amen. And, and I shared these stories with you because... Uh, this, is, this isn't just uh, an occasional occurrence. This is what happens around here all the time. We may not express or share those stories all the time, but this is the God that we serve. Amen. And so I just want to encourage you. Being in the right place at the right time is so crucial and so important. And once again, I want to bring it to your attention, not for the sake of, again, poking the bear. That's my, not my intent. But Melissa, she comes out on Wednesday night. Randy, Wednesday night. There's something about hungry people that say, God, I want more of you. And when people are hungry for God, God says, listen, I'll just give you some more. Amen. And so again, the more you're around the body of Christ, the people of God, your faith stirs to the place where God, I think I'm actually believing what the Bible says. Why? Because our stories, our fellowship help encourage one another. Amen. Amen. So praise God. Well, let me get into the message as uh, we have just kind of set it up for the sake of those testimonies or, or those stories. I wanted you to hear those stories because once again, it encourages our faith. And at the end of the service this, this morning, we're going to together partake of communion. And in communion, there is a collective source of God's power and strength, not because the elements are magical or special in themselves, but God says there's something in the reminding and the remembering of what I sent Jesus to do. So I'm going to endeavor to remind you this morning and help us see some things. And again, we're running short on time, so you're going to have to listen real fast. But if you will, uh, over in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse 23. And this is the Apostle Paul speaking. And he says, For I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. So in other words, Paul is saying, Jesus came and shared this with me. What I'm getting ready to tell you is what he told me. Now, how many of you think it's a little bit important to pay attention if he's reflecting Jesus himself told me this? He says, I'm delivering it to you uh, that the Lord the same night or that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given it or given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So let's pause for just a moment. We'll pick back up in that particular chapter again. But notice what he says. Do this in remembrance. He says, do it often or do it regular. Do this in remembrance. Well, what does remembrance do? What does it do? It puts us in remembrance or brings to mind something that happened. Does anybody have a good memory to reflect on bad things? I think that's human nature, right? 
we rehearse it, we relive it, we go through things, we go through challenges. And obviously, if we're rehearsing or remembering bad things, it's never a good outcome, is it? I mean, it never makes for a good day when we're purposing to stew on past things and remembering that things that are, have not been uh, beneficial or healthy to our lives. But Paul says, Jesus said to me, do this in remembrance and do it regular so that you are mindful of it. Well, you know, the Bible says over in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in other words, faith doesn't just come having heard. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing or putting ourselves in remembrance, right? And so therefore he's saying, as you put yourself in remembrance, faith is going to grow as a result of you continually reminding yourself of what took place or what the purpose is of reminding yourself because the bread represents my body, the cup represents the blood. And the blood is the promise or the covenant that I, made, that I made with you. And my blood sealed the deal. Amen. It's important for us to put ourselves in remembrance. Now let's pick back up in verse 27 of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 27, it says, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself. Let's pause there for just a moment. Now, I don't know how you were raised, but I was raised hearing this. You know, if you've got any sin in your life, don't take communion. Because if you take communion in an unworthy manner, there's all kinds of bad stuff that can come your way. Anybody heard that kind of thing before? You know, well, what, what does that sound like? It sounds like, well, I better get all my ducks in a row. Well, let me just encourage you in something. He's talking to believers, is he not? Because obviously unsaved people or non-Christian people aren't going to be taking communion on a regular basis. So obviously he is speaking to Christian people and obviously he's writing it to the church of Corinth. So again, he's writing to the church. So when it comes to sin or our unworthiness, are you and I worthy through Jesus? Absolutely. If you've received Christ, your sins are forgiven. You're no longer a sinner. You might miss it. You might sin or get in error from time to time. But if you confess Jesus as Lord, you are born again, washed by the blood, your sins are forgiven, and so therefore when you stand before God, you are not unworthy, you are worthy because of what He did. Does that make sense? And the reason that I say that to you is because so many times people get into fear when it comes to this little thing, thinking, oh dear God, do I, did I make a mistake before I came to church? I better get it all set. Well, listen, it's good to examine your heart and say, God... I just want to get everything square with you. God, if there's things that i got to get right, Lord, forgive me. 
There's nothing. In fact, 1 John says, confess your sins, uh, uh, and he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness, right? So again, it's right and it's good to make sure that we are in, in, in good stead with God uh, through just acknowledging those things. You track it with me? But when it comes to saying, you know what, I've asked Jesus in my heart, I'm worthy to put myself in remembrance and take communion, right? Everybody on the same page. All right, but let's continue to read in that particular portion of Scripture. It says in verse 29, reread it. It says, For he who eats and drinks of this in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. So let's, let me break that down. He says, For this reason, many are weak. Everybody say weak. Many are sick. And many are asleep or die prematurely is what it is defined as. Many die or sleep or die prematurely. Verse 31, it says, For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we, uh, that we may not be condemned with the world. All right? Now, look at what it says here in James chapter 1. I'm going to connect this with what we just read. James chapter 1, starting in verse 21, it says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. How many of you received the gospel and believed on Jesus and God saved your soul? Well, if you're a Christian in here, that's exactly what you did. But now notice what it goes on to say here in verse 22. But be a doer of the word and not a hearer only, deceiving yourself. So the Bible says not only are we to be a hearer of the word, but we are to be a doer of the word. Now remember he said this, he says many are sick, many are weak, many die prematurely. Why? Because it says they don't discern or fully understand the body of Jesus. You tracking with me? In this verse here it says, you deceive yourselves, or in other words, you don't know everything. He says, be a hearer and a doer. Say it with me. I'm a hearer and I'm a doer. So that means when I hear the word, there's got to be corresponding actions. All right, so let me bring it back to a scripture that we just read that can be troubling, if you will, but you've got to begin to understand some things. In verse, or in that verse where it says, not discerning or completely understanding the Lord's body, for this reason, many are weak, they're sick, and many are dying prematurely. So the Apostle Paul says this. He's speaking to Christian people. He says, you're taking communion. He says, but there's something that you don't discern or you don't have complete knowledge on or that some don't have complete knowledge on. And because of this, they're weak, they're sick, and they're dying prematurely because they're not understanding the Lord's body. Well, let's just kind of dissect it for a minute. Let's make it real simple. Let's make it real elementary. 
for the sake of, again, making it so simple. When it comes to the gospel, we know this and we believe this, right? That Jesus died on the cross, right? We know that he died on the cross for the penalties of my sin in your sin, right? The Bible says that they put nails in his hands and his feet. <clears throat> Excuse me. They hung him on the cross. And the Bible says that he died on that cross. And we say, I believe that. I believe that 100%. And then the Bible says that just to make sure that he was dead, a soldier speared his side or pierced his side with a spear, and it says that blood and water flowed. Well, I believe that. I believe that concerning Jesus' body, nailed upon the, the tree, crucified for me, they speared him in the side, and then, they, then he died, and they took that dead body, and they put it in a tomb. And they sealed that tomb with a big stone. And three days later, he was not to be found. He was resurrected. In fact, the scripture says that many saw him alive after the resurrection. Are you following what I'm saying? It's the gospel message in simple terms. I believe in what happened to the body of Jesus Christ. But the, the scriptures that Paul said, Jesus told Paul that many are lacking understanding concerning the body and they're weak, they're sick, and dying prematurely. Okay, what am I not seeing? What am I not understanding, God? I believe that you went to the cross. I believe your hands and feet were nailed to the cross. I believe you died. I believe you went into the tomb. I believe that you actually physically died and physically rose from the dead. I believe that, God. I believe. But yet Jesus still says to Paul, some don't completely understand the body and they're weak and they're sick and they're dying prematurely. And I'm repeating this for the sake of emphasis because what is there not to understand? What am I not seeing? If there's something that is causing people to be weak and sick, and dying prematurely. But I believe in what happened to the body. What am I not seeing? There must have been more concerning the body of Jesus. Than just him going to the cross. The fact of the matter is. Is that him going to the cross. Paying the price and dying was the penalty for our sins. We call it the redemptive work of Jesus. He redeemed us or purchased the price for our sin. But the redemptive work did not just happen at the cross. The redemptive work began when he started his ministry. The redemptive work started when he actually stepped in the place and became your substitute. What does it look like? As him being your substitute and mine. I want to draw your attention to Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5. Isaiah 53 verse 4 and 5. Let me ask you the question. When you get a bad report from a doctor. What's your initial response? Get a little nervous don't you? I mean, it's just natural. 
You get anxious. You get concerned. Maybe you're fearful. Right? Well, why do I get fearful? And why do I get anxious and worried? It's because all of a sudden I've identified some weakness or sickness in my body. And sometimes those reports are even saying that you could die prematurely. Right? But Jesus told Paul, there's something that you can understand that can stop that. Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. This is a prophetic word speaking of what Jesus was coming to do. In Isaiah 53, verse, verse 4, let me start in verse 3 actually. It says, he was despised. <clears throat> he was despised and rejected and forsaken by men. A man of sorrow and pains. And acquainted with grief and sickness. Anybody have any grief? Anybody have any sorrows, any, any sad days, any stresses, any anxiety? The Bible says that Jesus was acquainted with grief and sickness. And like one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised. And, he was not and we did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. Surely he has borne or carried our griefs and our pains of punishment. In other words, there was a punishment based upon sin. And he said, this was part of the purchase price. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God, as is with leprosy. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Or for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needed to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. So the redemptive work wasn't just about forgiveness of sin. Because sin opened the door for sickness and disease. And Jesus said, that's what my blood was for. To cancel the penalty. He said, but there are things that came as a result of sin. And that's weakness, sickness, grief and sorrow. And dying prematurely. And he said, and that's why I allowed my body to be broken. So yours don't have to be. So this morning, you heard the stories of men and women that have received answers by God, healing in their body. The Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. If God will do it for one, he'll do it for another. If he did it for somebody in this church, he'll do it for you because you're in the same family. It's just a matter of whether or not you will choose to discern or allow yourself to embrace what Jesus did in his body so that you can be free in your body. Amen? Why don't we stand together? If they can go and get the kids and bring them in, I'd appreciate that, please. This morning, we're going to partake of communion. As the Apostle Paul says, do this in remembrance. Put yourself in remembrance. 
My endeavor in my heart was to help you see that it's not just salvation that God wants you to receive. He wants you to receive the whole package deal. And my endeavor as a pastor is to tell you and tell you and tell you that Jesus loves you enough to heal your physical body. You don't have to continue to live with sickness and disease. He loves you that much. And he says, my body was broken so you don't have to be. You say, but I'm full of grief and sorrow and sadness. He says, I came to set you free of that as well. He said, I carried it. My question for you right now is the concern of the things going on in your body, the things in your mind, are you willing to let go of it this morning? What that means is, is are you willing to give it to Him? Because He says, cast your cares upon me because I affectionately care for you. If you continually hold on to the sickness and saying, well, we'll just see what the doctors can do. If you're holding on to the stress, the pain, the guilt, the depression and saying, well, I guess I deserve this. As long as you want to hold on to it and say, I'm bigger than God. I'll just handle it myself. He cannot do anything to help set you free. But if you're willing this morning, he said, I carried your griefs and your sorrows. Those things that you've, been troubled, that you've been troubled with, the things that keep you up at night, the things going on on your body, are you ready to say, God, I give them to you this morning? Amen? If you're willing to let them loose as we partake of communion, you simply make an exchange. You say, God, as I take of this bread, I'm remembering your body was broken and I give you my brokenness. When you feel the guilt of sin and wrongdoing in the past, know as I partake of the cup, which is representative of your blood. God, right now, I give you my guilt, my shame, and my past, and I receive forgiveness of sin and freedom right now because of the blood. Amen? If you will, get your elements ready. Take the first lid off for the first little strip. It will be easier for you to where you can have your red exposed. If you need one, if you need one of these things, would you raise your hand? Our ushers will serve you real quick so you have one. Forgive me if I overlooked you. Once again, for the sake of sharing a story and a testimony of the goodness of God, the Bible says that we can be free from sickness and disease, but it doesn't mean that the enemy doesn't try to come and bring junk to your door. Why? Because we live in this world. We live in a fallen world. And the Bible actually says that Satan is the God of this world in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. And so I've shared with you over the years where when I was younger, I was plagued with canker sores in my mouth. And I came to the place of realization, I don't have to take this no longer. And I finally got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I said, no more. And I've become free of having canker sores in my mouth. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't try to come. But the moment that I start to feel them, I'm like, no, you don't. You're trespassing in Jesus' name. You stop and you leave and you do it now. And as God is my witness, I do not have canker sores. 
Now, over the last 10 years, I've had some things that have troubled me in my stomach to the point where I was just like, you know, it just kind of comes and goes. It seemed like it was seasonal. I never gave no mind to it, but it became seasonal or regular that finally it got my attention. Like, what is going on with my stomach? And then I, you know, like all you do, I looked up some things on the internet. And I started to identify that there's some things with autoimmune things that have to do with canker sores and stomach. And I realized, oh, I took authority over those things in my mouth, but the devil just tried to do something in the back door. But once I identified or got wind of a connection, I'm like, devil, I caught you. I caught you, devil. I took authority of caker sores in my mouth, and more than likely, what was going on in my mouth is connected to what's going, in my, going on in my stomach. So therefore, since I've got authority and victory over in my mouth, I'm letting you know right now I've got victory in my stomach. And therefore, you cannot bring that junk to my stomach anymore. Now, I'll be, I'll be the first to tell you, there's the symptoms or signs that come up in my stomach from time to time, and I'm like, nope. In Jesus' name, get your hands off of me and you back yourself up. And every single time, I get free. Or it dissipates and leaves. Why? Because I've discerned the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. That His body was broken so that I don't have to be. Amen. So this morning, if you have physical need within your body, I want you to know that the healer is in the house. Healer in the house concerning your mind, oppression, depression, anxiety, stress, fear, the healer is in the house. Are you ready to receive your freedom? Let's break and partake together in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to that spirit of infirmity that is in this room. And I take authority over you as the pastor of this church. You sickness and disease. I command you in the authority of the blood and the name of Jesus. And I command you to leave. Get off these bodies. Stop afflicting these minds. In Jesus name we command you to go. And we thank you Father for the freedom. We receive it now. From the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. Inside and out. In Jesus name. And we speak speak health and healing to Carl right now in the hospital. Wholeness in Jesus name. Amen. If you'll open up your second film. Be careful. I know these are tricky to use. But he also said, my body was broken for the health and healing of your body and mind. And he said, and it was all sealed by the shedding of my blood. It's my covenant. It's a new covenant. And it's forever settled in heaven. So if you ever wonder whether or not God will renege on the healing power that we just prayed and received. This is why we remind ourselves. Wait a minute. Jesus, you shed your blood. You shed your blood. And therefore, that's proof enough. 
And that's the promise of the covenant coming to pass. And so I'm putting myself in remembrance that by the blood of Jesus, my sins are forgiven, my body's healed, my marriage is sound, my finances are turning around. Oh, Father, I thank you. This is a good day because I've got a covenant with God. And the blood of Jesus seals the deal. Are you ready to remind yourselves of the goodness of God? Let's partake together. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the blood. We thank you that we don't have to earn it. We don't have to work for it. But God, as we've heard it, we will be doers of it. So we'll walk as though we're healthy and whole. Regardless of symptoms, symptoms are nothing but a lie. So God, I thank you. We're going to choose to think whole, act whole, because the blood of Jesus has been applied. We will not be denied. God will enter into rest. We'll receive your best. And we'll give you all the thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Praise God. Now, I want to start hearing some testimonies this week. Call us, email us, tell us next week. Come on Wednesday and share the good news because I'm expecting good testimonies of what God did in your life. Amen. And we're going to share it and tell it from the rooftops because Jesus is Lord. Amen. God bless you. We'll let you go. We'll see you next time. Well, that's it. Is this the year where you're going to see some change? Is this the year where you'll see restoration in your family? Or is this the year where you're going to allow God to move in your life? We would love the opportunity to help you in that. If you would like more info or if you have any questions, we want to hear from you. You can contact us on our social media sites or directly through our website at gvchurch.tv. We are Genesee Valley Church. Loving God, loving people, loving life.